0: Praise the Lord. Good evening, Dr. Hanson. How you doing? Good. How are you, Shannon? Hey, I'm doing great. I wanted to tell you I was on Roku just a few nights ago, and I looked at the World Ministries International Roku channel. Good. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. You got your programs up there. It is awesome. I've been using Roku for a few years. I had to reset mine the other day because I couldn't get into a search directory. and So when I reset everything, I said, let me add WMI on there. Folks, if you have Roku, check it out. You can tune in and watch World Ministries International program right on your big TV. Roku. Well, praise the Lord. Dr. Hansen, always an honor to be back with you in World Ministries International. Would you like to open us up in prayer tonight? And the mic is yours. Father God, once again, thank
1: you that we're here one more time. Lord, as we close out 2022, let us close it out strong in every way so that we can continue to our God to get the gospel out with more power, more authority than ever before as it's more serious than ever before. Definitely, Moloch is ruling America, ruling the nations, Lord. Let the church become aware of it so they know how to fight it, and they know how to be victorious. Bless this meeting right now in Jesus' name. Amen. I do want to welcome all of you that are listening to the warning radio program, omegaman.com. We're with Shannon Davis tonight syndicated radio. He's our host out of Bali, Indonesia. Now I'm going to do a program tonight. The message is standing the test of time. And I spoke at Beacon of Truth Ministries International. That's in Richmond, Kansas. I was with Apostle Ruben Esch. The message was November 1, 2017. That was when Trump was president. I wanted you to listen to it carefully and see how relevant it is today. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Today you're going to hear a message where I spoke on standing the test of time at Beacon of Truth Ministries in Kansas at Apostle Reuben Esch's church. Let's begin. We need to know what is really going on. You know, people are confused. What is going on? We've never seen America so divided. Well, it's been coming for a long time. Now it's manifesting. This division has been coming, underlying, for a long time. Satan's been at work. And I'm saying Satan, evil men operating through the influence of evil spirits. If you want to say under the leadership of Satan, this rebellion is not new. It's just now showing itself more than ever before. Why? Because you have somebody standing in the gap. Osiris giving a proclamation saying, enough is enough. We're going to stop this insanity. Wow. Now it manifests. So there's nothing new here. This has been going on a long time. There's been an underlying civil war brewing, changing our goals, changing our values, wanting to change America, remove God, put us into an atheistic one world government. Anti-Judeo values and beliefs, they don't care if you are religious. Don't just proclaim there is one God and don't say there's absolute truth. They don't believe in that. They don't care if there's syncretism, as long as you say all gods are the same. But when there's one God and this one God has absolute truth, you got to fight on your hands. Because Lucifer is the father of all religions. He's the father of every form of immorality that is contrary to God's morality. Again, rebellion, witchcraft, war War in the heavenlies, war on earth And so that's where we're at today We're going to look a little bit at eschatology Although I do want to just read some headline news I don't know if you keep up with it We keep up with it daily at World Ministries International We do programs daily pointing out what's coming on America The problems, controversial issues, who's behind it Here this says, Bishop's Blast at Satanic London Fashion Week show that turned a church into a catwalk. Well, you can imagine what this is all about. All of a sudden, instead of the sanctity of the church, you've got every form of immorality. Hiding in plain sight, the global pedophile ring exposed. Pedophile scandals continue to emerge around the world year after year, while the corporate media and law enforcement agencies alike fail to treat the sexual exploitation of minors as a global systematic problem you got some of the top leaders of the world involved in these type of crimes, allowing them to go on in their nations. Our governments are not holy and righteous. Most of the governments of the world are led by thugs, many of them that have been revolutionaries taking over their nation. If they lost the revolutionary battle, they would have been executed as a traitor. Instead, now they're the leaders. United Nations, European Union is made up of communist leaders, socialist leaders, Islamic leaders, tyrants. And that's why constantly they are voting against the wishes of the United States and making laws that were not and have not been in our best interest. Now, Obama went along with them. In fact, he propelled them to a great extent. Trump came in there and made a major speech and shook people up. Again, all of a sudden, a different voice... Not an apologetic voice trying to accuse America when America in actuality is the least racist country in the world. Don't be brainwashed by the lies of the media. The liberal left with sheer hatred against our values. And if you hold those values, sheer hatred against you. The liberal left. I mean, how in the world when the black population is 13% yet we had a black president for two terms? You don't see that anywhere else. South Africa right now, because of pressure, overthrew a white government, and there's more murder and rape and violence and corruption than ever before. Black on black crime. Not only that, by the leadership on the top, speaking words of violence, that the white man has stole your land, take it back. And the white farmer is being slaughtered right now in South Africa, just like Mugabe did in Zimbabwe for five years. A thug. Who's the racist? Who's the criminal? Where major religion groups stand on abortion. And we're going to get into that, how half of the churches in America are under the Federal Council of Churches, with the Geneva-based World Council of Churches, and the American-based National Council of Churches, and their ideology is Marxist. A Marxist ideology that has no absolute truth, and they back abortion, homosexuality, lesbianism, and everything else. And that's why all of your politicians primarily attend those churches because they don't feel convicted because the church backs all of this. Now, the other half are churches like us. In other words, we have different names, but basically we have the same tenets of faith. We say we believe the Word of God is infallible, and Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and we classify sin for what the Bible says. Yet, most of the people within the churches that are brainwashed with syncretism, in other words, through the public schools, the universities, what they watch on television, the people they hang out with, the movies, the news media, they have the values of the mainline churches. They have the values of society. They don't have, many times, their parents' values. And many parents don't have the values of their church. So uh, this is the vicious battle we're in. If the church was united, really under God, believing in the infallibility of scriptures, absolute truth, there would be no problem in America whatsoever. But the church is so divided and corrupt and backslidden. We're in a vicious battle. Modern day Muslim saw a story from underground church. Four recent U.S. sword attacks you did not hear about. There's been over a hundred attacks. Muslims trying to cut off people's head or cutting them off in America. But the liberal media, the left wing media does not carry these stories. But they always are yelling al-Akbar as they decapitate somebody. There's a lot going on. They just don't carry it. Former agent reveals who ruined the secret service. Well, they lowered the standards to be more politically correct, culturally, so they allow homosexuals and lesbians and transgenders, and so they've lowered their standard of competency and physical requirements so they can get a cross-representation of American values, American culture, at the expense that we have a very inferior secret service. And if you keep up with the news, they're always screwing up. Being caught in debauchery themselves. That's what's going on right now. It's not only the Secret Service, it's the military, it's the police force. We're not at the cutting edge anymore. We don't have the best that we used to have in SEALs and Rangers and everything else because they have lowered the standards to let these people in and, and women and other. You know, I'm not against a woman being in, so to speak, if we don't lower our standards. But we have lowered our standards so they can pass. And I'm against that. Personally, Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but there's other things women can do other than going on the front lines and fighting that viciously. I I believe we should honor and respect and protect our women more. But if you're going to let them in, the standard should remain the same. But they're not. Women marries train station she loved for 36 years and has sex with mentally. (laughs) I mean, how do you marry a train station? Marry a train station. And she says she has sex with this train station daily. Kindergarten teacher reads book about trans girl parent flips out. So in public schools, even at the kindergarten level now, they're teaching your children that a little boy, well, you, you know, you could be a little girl. What are we even insinuating this for? They're doing this. Now, logically, at 1%, why have they influenced America where they're everywhere? Because there's a much deeper root than 1% controlling 99%. It's taking God out of America. Removing absolute truth. Because the values that we hold, Judeo-Christian values, which are against homosexuality, they want to remove. That's what it really is. It's a fight against God. It's not 1% ruling us. There's a much deeper, sinister, serious fight we're engaged with. We're supposed to be a democracy. How can 1% overrule us? It's not logical. Dutch woman will marry dog after her husband and a cat dies. So her husband dies, she marries her cat. Cat dies, she's going to marry her dog. I mentioned the other day that bestiality is now across the states in the parliaments discussing making it legal. Well, you used to put people to death for that. Biblical times, the penalty was death. But the penalty was death for homosexuality. The penalty was death in the beginning of America. We could name state after state after state after state. It was death. And if it wasn't death, it was life at hard labor. All through the United States. This was when we believed in absolute truth. We understood that that was a constant moral slide to depravity to the point that God judged us like Sodom and Gomorrah. And so we did not want to get there. Because God just not only judges people, He judges nations if we allow those sins to go on. What our Congress has done brings judgment on our nation, unless we overturn it. Man reveals he has married a horse. Army punishes officer who halted lesbians' public makeout. This colonel stopped a captain and a major, two lesbians, making out publicly. And according to the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice, he had all authority to stop it, but yet he's being court martialed. I'm just letting you know what's going on in America. Islamic leftists gang up against Muslim mafia investigators. They're exposing in the mosques across the United States. The mosques are not only hiding weapons, but they're calling for insurrection and rebellion. They're calling for jihad, and these investigators now are exposing it, but even different police departments are defending these mosques. Not all by any means, but like in Boston, very liberal. Catholic school removes Jesus' statutes to be more inclusive. Well, we don't have time to get in the Catholic Church and the prophecies over this Jesuit Pope being the last Pope before the return of Jesus Christ and the persecution that he brings upon not only his own people, that the church is being divided right now, but he backs the sins of abomination and other forms of sin, accepting all religions. And he will uh, eventually himself, with the backing of the King of the North, enter Jerusalem. We'll talk a little bit about the kings of the north, south, east, and west. Washington State to teach transgenderism to kindergartens. GOP Congress kills legislation banning taxpayer funding of Hamas. Here we are led by the Republicans, you know, GOP, grand old party. But yet, I don't know if you know the word rhino Republican, Republican in name only. Donald Trump, even though he has a majority, Senate and House, Yet they can't seem to pass major legislation because you got people in the Senate that are already sold out to the New World Order and he's fighting them too, as well as the Democrats. And these people are plotting his impeachment. Now Obama has a shadow government set up in Washington, D.C. with an estate and everything else, walls. His verbose words and Hillary Clinton and others, you know, Black Lives Matter, they're actually hoping for an actual all-out civil war. So far, it hasn't happened. That's what they're trying to make happen. Now, I think Donald Trump doesn't know quite what to do if they arrest these people guilty of sedition and treason. Is that going to initiate a flat-out civil war? As the other side says, clamping down on freedoms, the other side is totally operating under Marxism right now. So, I mean, what do you do when the country's so divided? Do you let a civil war come? The other side is trying to instigate it. That's what's going on. This is not normal protests. This is criminal activity. They should be arrested. My mentality has always been, if you're going to fight, the sooner the better. See, that's my mentality when I was at SWAT and other things. If we're going to fight, let's do it now. I don't need to let you get stronger tomorrow, next month, next year. If there's a fight coming, let's get it over with. Understand what I'm saying? I think that's a very biblical approach in the Bible. You don't wait and let the other side get stronger. The Lord all through history, when he gave an order to take nations out, he knew the ramifications if you let them live. And those are the enemies of Israel today. So if there's got to be a fight, let's do it. But that takes spiritual strength, and I don't know if we have the will to do it. GOP Congress, again, kills. You know, how in the world they could have stopped the funding of Hamas? Hamas is a terrorist organization, and the GOP didn't do it. They're still getting taxpayer funding as they plot terrorism all over the world. This is crazy. ESPN won't punish hosts who went ballistic on white supremacist Trump. I don't know how many of you watch ESPN. No, it's a sports commentary television. It's become very liberal. You can't just watch talking and discussing sports now. They're always pushing social issues, black issues, democratic issues. They're always attacking Trump. And it's become very unappealing. As all of these uh, protests go, I'm not even interested in football anymore. It's just turned me off. Missouri Court, you hear a landmark case on satanic temple abortion. You're supposed to, in Missouri, make sure they understand that you're actually killing a baby, and now they've been sued that through a satanic temple abortion that they don't want to receive that information. Satanic temple abortion? When did satanic churches have all these rights? Here, police chief cries, Islamophobia as mosque exposed, independent investigation of a mosque in New Hampshire capital, found evidence of extreme teaching, has prompted countercharges of bigotry and Islamophobia from the police chief and city council. Boston is extremely, extremely liberal. Conservative Roman Catholic theologians accuse Pope of spreading heresy. Again, that's a deep, deep subject we don't have time to get in. I've written extensively on the Catholic Church, I've done television programs, the Catholic Church all through history has been involved in persecuting the real church. It's still involved in persecuting the real church. It's highly involved in Bible prophecy. It will be in Jerusalem in the last days, the Pope. The Pope's always wanted Jerusalem, and he'll be invited there to be a peacekeeping force led by the King of the North. The King of the North is actually, Germany is leading the King of the North, the European Union. You have the King of the South, North, East, and West. The West includes Britain and the United States. Britain and the United States are downplayed in eschatology in the end days. Whether that's because they're such a powerless nation at the time, they're not influencing a world strategy any longer. But we are in decline. King of the East eventually invading Israel, Battle of Armageddon, China, Russia, India, those Asiatic countries. Their military is constantly expanding, they're constantly having right now treaties and military exercises as well as economic treaties as they also are hoarding gold, realizing that the dollar is going to collapse, and they're planning for the future. You're going to see a clash between the king of the south, led by Iran, leading your violent Islamic countries, Somalia, Syria, and others. You're going to see a final clash They're trying right now to bring an apocalyptic crisis. Because according to the Quran, teachings of Muhammad, the Mahdi will return. The Mahdi is their savior. And Jesus will come back as an Islamic prophet to kill the Jews and the Christians and bring the whole world under Allah. Jesus is an Islamic prophet. He's not God. If you say he's God, that's blasphemy. They kill you. We do not serve the same God. Totally opposite God's. And you have this Chrislam all over the United States trying to join Islam and churches together. We serve a different God. There Jesus comes back to kill you. But you got such ignorant pastors that don't know what they're doing. They're not Issachars behind the pulpit. They're cooperating with our enemies, the Trojan horse. And America's headed for a lot of trouble. Right now, Donald Trump, as he says that NATO needs to pay their fair share, well, that's all well and good. But in doing that, he's fulfilling Bible prophecy, because if Germany pays 2%, that will make Germany's military so strong again. Germany was responsible for World War I, World War II, and Germany will lead World War Three. Germany has taken over the European Union, and you're going to see a war again. And part of it's from our president with good motives, but yet pushing for them to pay their fair share. They have to have 2% of their gross national product going to build up the military, which is going to make them extremely strong again. World War III is coming, led by Germany. Let's look at Revelation real fast. The book of Revelation. We have Revelation chapter 6, 1 and 2. We have a white horse whose rider has a bow. You have different interpretations. One, first seal, an imitation of Jesus Christ, false religions. The second seal, a red horse, wars and killing Third seal is a black horse picturing famine. Fourth seal, a pale horse representing pestilence, disease, and suffering. That's verses 7 through 8. Verses 11, describe the fifth seal or the great tribulation, the worst type of suffering the earth has ever seen. The sixth seal, heavenly signs. The last seal, the day of the Lord. We're going to see 2 billion people dying before the return of Jesus. Right now, North Korea is pushing And they probably have already ascertained nuclear weapons. They're just experimenting now. See how far they can send them. Iran is on a fast pace to get nuclear weapons as Obama was a traitor and made it possible so we could not even inspect their inspection sites. Bush called Iran an axis of evil. And as soon as Obama came in, he changed that immediately and opened up and removed the sanctions. Now, we know Obama was a traitor against America. He was a traitor against Jesus Christ. He had ties to Islam. He was considered our intelligence a communist in law enforcement. Never did show his real birth certificate because in actuality he wasn't qualified to be president. So he showed forgeries. The Democratic Party vetted it, turned the other cheek. The liberal media, who's on the side of Marxist ideology, ignored it instead of exposed it. That's what happens in corrupt governments nowadays. They cover up these dictators' sins so they're not prosecuted and allow them to continue to lead a nation. Obama's father was a Kenyan. He even admits it now in his books. His mother, an American, they weren't married long enough to have a legal marriage in Hawaii. He had to be there two years. He studied in Indonesia and he studied Islam and he speaks perfect Arabic. Now, we don't want to go deeper into it, although we could go. I I speak for hours on this subject where I did, when it was relevant, did 20 television programs showing his criminality and calling for his impeachment and arrest. The road to peace. I mentioned that World War I, World War II was started by the Germans. Germany led World War I and World War II. Germany right now is becoming stronger than ever before, to a great extent, thanks to America, wanting them to pay their fair share in Europe, although when we basically kept the peace for 70 years They were neutralized. They were neutered. Our history, our leaders in the past recognized they have always started war. That spirit ruling Germany has never ended. The Catholic Church helped many Nazi leaders escape. They still want to control the world. So does the Catholic Church. We've had more than 280 local armed conflicts, even though the United Nations was established. Now many heads of state, governments, diplomats delegates, as well as leaders in science and education, believe that world peace is only possible through a single world government. And again, so do a lot of our leaders believe that. A lot of leaders in the Republican Party, that's what Donald Trump is fighting. They believe that too. So they're already dedicated to a new world order. That's why they're fighting him every inch of the way. He's in a fight with his own party. Now, not all of them, but enough of them, he can't seem to get things done. Major things. He's done a lot of things with executive orders. Executive orders are temporary until the next president comes in and he can override them. Trump's overrode a lot of Obama's temporary uh, executive orders. But major legislation like uh, repealing Obamacare and tax reform, you need cooperation. You need confirmation through Congress. The House of Representatives have passed a lot of legislation backing Trump's policies, but it doesn't get passed the Congress. That's the Senate, and that's the problem he's having right now. At least he got a Supreme Court judge that's conservative. If that did not happen, if Hillary Clinton was president, if she had been voted in, she would have appointed a liberal Supreme Court judge, and then America is lost forever. Wouldn't matter how born again your next president was. We have put the nine Supreme Court judges over the will of the people which was never the intent of the founding fathers never the intent to allow nine people to rule the rest of Americans that was never the intent they were supposed to just if we asked them their opinion but now all of a sudden they seem to make law but again that's a deep history lesson right now the world has been divided into ten regions America, Canada, Mexico region number one South America number two Australia, New Zealand number three Western Europe number four, Eastern Europe number five, Japan number six, South Asia number seven, Central Asia number eight, North Africa and the Middle East number nine, and the remainder of Africa number 10. Even Obama used terminology quoting this. Why do you think they wanted open borders? Did you hear? region number one is America, Canada, and Mexico. That's why they've been pushing for open borders. That's why they're fighting the wall. They want implementation of 10 division world. They want the new world order. This Trump, this Cyrus, giving a proclamation is stopping it in its tracks. And he's now all of a sudden, you see the manifestation of what's been going on in America under the current for a long time sheer hatred against absolute truth, our God, and those that believe in him. The other side calls us all sorts of names when they're the ones that are violent and fascist, and racist, and everything else. It's not us. The other side, if I would bring out the facts, have beat up and hurt and killed Trump supporters. Who's intolerant? Who is filled with rage? We're going to get into rage, where it comes from. The other side is filled with rage. They hate us. In the United Nations, under the religious department, they say that anybody that believes in only one God, absolute truth, is not authentically human. And then they go on to say, is it wrong to kill somebody who is not authentically human? Revelation warns about the greatest persecution the church has ever seen, and it's coming. Do you hear this terminology that they're using at the highest levels against Christians? This is what Hitler did to dehumanize so they could kill the Jews. They not only killed six million Jews, they killed 20 million Christians, Hitler, as they dehumanized people. The same thing the liberal left has done with a baby. We have to dehumanize it. Let's call it a fetus. You can't call it a baby. How can we kill a baby? We've got to call it a fetus. And all science knows it's a baby. But because if we want to reject truth, we fall under deceivableness to believe in insanity. It's a fetus. It's just a glob of cells. This is crazy. It's insane. But there's enough people backing it that it's law. I'm just telling you, this is where we're at. Reject the truth, you follow under deceivableness, you can believe a lie, you can believe insanity. And if people try to come against your insane belief, you have rage against them. And the other side, they're talking this way because they consider if you're against their values, if you're against syncretism and all forms of morality, then we are cancer stopping utopia and they need to wipe it out. This is what Hitler did. Agencies working to create a one-world government, the Council on Foreign Affairs, the Club of Rome, the United Nations, European Union, Green Agenda, Agenda 21, Bilderbergers, Committee of 300, and the list goes on and on and on. The whole green movement. To take away your property, put you in industrial cities to control you. When you're in industrial cities, it's far easier to control you than if you're living where you people are living. Then you're dependent on the government government not self-sustained. Property owners are considered free men in America, originally, with all rights, take away property, and you're considered a slave. They're trying to remove everybody's property. That's Agenda 21. And if you have property, they're putting limits on you all the time, even wanting to tax your wells and everything else for water usage. Even some states, you have to get permission to cut down a tree. Let's look a little bit about Britain. Now, Britain, as you noticed, and have noticed, Europe and Britain is falling apart. Britain used to be a bash and a stronghold of Christianity. The Queen used to have to take an oath to protect the Reformation or the Protestant movement against the Catholic Church. And it was done when the Queen, who is now 90 years old, if you look back when she took her coronation, it was filled with Scripture, filled with Scripture, to uphold absolute truth. Has she done it? No. The Labour Party now is ruling the Liberal Democrats' resigned The leader saying it was impossible to head a political party and remain faithful to his Christian beliefs. Now, just a few points. Prince Harry said, We are involved in modernizing the British monarchy. They are working to boost their popularity by rubbing shoulders with immoral celebrities and others that degrade the throne. They are also undermining biblical teachings. Prince William appeared in Heads Together video with Lady Gaga aimed at normalizing mental health. Prince William was named the straight ally of the year at Britain's LGBT Awards. Harry's determination to be ordinary seems reflected in his love life. The article, his girlfriend, Meghan Markle, might be a well-known actress, but she was also a divorcee, a vocal feminist, and an American. And they lived together a long time before they got married. And we could go on and on and on over this issue. But they are deliberately undermining their Christian foundation, And their leaders now are backing anti-Judeo-Christian values publicly. They're removing absolute truth out of Britain. They've welcomed in to their detriment. And that's why you have constant terrorist attacks. So many migrants loyal to Islam. Europe is a mess. Britain is a mess. Now, Britain is part of the kings of the West. Britain is no longer going to be, very shortly, a relevant country. It's already lower than a second class. You know, you have first, second, and third Citizens, so to speak. The third world they call you in Africa. Not first world or civilized or advanced. Britain at one time when it was really under God was an empire that stretched around the world. No longer. The more they remove God, the more they have fallen. Again, Bible prophecy doesn't even mention them at the end. So are they wiped out or just so irrelevant that they're not shaping world policy any longer? But America is in that same situation where is America? Are we destroyed or are we so irrelevant we've lost so much of our superpower status through war and our economic crash it's coming that we're not a power to be reckoned with? The British coronation, early nineteen sixties, showed that many a third of the people believed that the Queen had been chosen by God, and her coronation for Queen Elizabeth was saturated with Bible references, significant Bible scriptures. She's supposed to maintain the laws of God and the true profession of the gospel. He says, will you, O man, utmost of your power, maintain the United Kingdom, the Protestant Reformed religion established by law? I will. Will you preserve under the bishops and clergy of England and the churches there committed to their charge all such rights and privileges by law, the back scriptures, absolute truth? I will. Britain now has lost its faith king and lost its moral moorings at the same time. She swore to maintain Britain's religion. She's failed. She's outwardly courting the Vatican now when she swore in her coronation to oppose him. If you know British history, they had war over that, to be Protestant. So that's just a little sampling of where Britain is going. Let's have a little sampling of the left's hatred. It says, why are so many on the left genuinely delusional? It's been said that one definition of insanity is starting with a disastrous, flawed premise and then arguing and acting perfectly for it. Flawed premise, like ISIS. A flawed premise. But totally dedicated to a medieval Islamic worldview. Convinced to restoring world civilization to a divine-inspired 7th century legal system followed by a literal interpretation of the Quran. And in doing so, ushering in an apocalyptic event, a crisis, to usher in the Mahdi. In other words, they want a nuclear war. That's why Iran wants nuclear weapons. They feel once they engage in nuclear war, world war, the money will come back. Abortion, a flawed idea. No longer a baby, call it a fetus, call it tumors. You can remove tumor, cancer, you can't kill a baby. So we're going to change the name, it's a fetus. All science says it's a baby. But they've ignored truth, they've gone into mental illness or insanity, And if you come against them, it's rage. I mean, that's what's out there. Whether it's homosexuality, LBGT, lesbianism, abortion, come against it and they have rage against you because they've gone into basically a form of mental illness, which psychologists say they can't see reality. This is not a bunch of cells or just tumors. It's a baby. We've known it's a baby for the history of the world until now. Well, we've given a different name so we can, through our civilization, kill him. By law. Until 1973, if a mother killed the baby or anybody killed the baby, even a doctor, you arrested him and put him in prison. If you performed an abortion, 1973 and prior, you were arrested for murder. 1973 and prior, in America, if you committed homosexuality, you were arrested for deviant behavior, for sodomy, and put in prison. That's not that long ago. The American states used to have the death penalty for a homosexual. States throughout America. That's how we looked at it with absolute truth. Basically, you took the laws of God. Death. Our states used to kill homosexuals legally. They don't like to hear this history, but I quote it all the time. I named the states and what the penalties in those states were. All the time, even on television. I named the states and this is what your state did. Death, death, death. Life imprisonment and hard labor. I think that's what New York did. Well, how did we change so fast? We considered it so evil and debauchery and hurting a nation that we killed them? And now it's an alternate lifestyle, and if you come against it, we attack you? Something isn't quite right. Here this says they classify a fetus. Now, simply excess tissue like a tumor. As Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics have counseled millions of desperate young women for decades, then not only is abortion perfectly fine, anybody opposing it is a lunatic. After all, can you imagine people marching and picketing and praying outside a hospital to protest removal of tumors? If the fetus is just a tumor, like a mass tissue, you can get rid of it any time and any way you want. But if it's a baby, you're killing a precious human being. So they've reclassified things, even though it's scientifically, it's insane. Medically, it's insane, but we've done it anyway. Because if you reject truth, the Bible says you fall under deceivableness so you can believe a lie. Are you getting an idea why we're so divided in America? And if you're on that side, and if we as Christians try to defend the side of God, that spirit of Satan, evil spirits, that hatred who hates the seed of Jesus Christ manifests against you. There is sheer hatred out there against anybody that comes against their values hatred. Dr. Gostka gave 10 reasons why she's no longer a leftist. She calls it their toxic world of hate. They want to destroy something and because they hated something rather than because they wanted to build something. If you went to an anti-war rally because you hate Bush, not because you loved peace. That's when Obama bombed, you didn't hold any anti-war rally because you did not hate Obama. In other words, no matter what Trump does, it's wrong. Because he's Trump. But if Obama did it, it's just fine. But Trump is trying to stop this new world order. Trump is trying to re-event Christian values. So whatever he does, it's wrong. He can't do anything right. Sure hate. I wrote three articles on homosexuality. We don't have time to get in them. But Philippians 3, 8 through 10. Let's look at it. Yea, doubtless, I call all things but loss for me, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done that I may win Christ be found in him not having my own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness of God by faith that I may know him the power of his resurrection the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto death that I might know him we talked about joy i began yesterday on joy because i wanted to get some real positive messages in before now this one is going to end positive you just hang in there Amen? But I don't think it does anybody any justice by ignoring reality. If we don't see reality, how can we defend ourselves and fight it so it doesn't come to our own home? Or maybe we can prevent it in our own state. Maybe we aren't totally destroyed in America because we do enough to save our being wiped out. There are some countries that will fight the Antichrist. Wouldn't it be something if Donald Trump with his proclamation and the church rallied and had a revival and we rose up and we fought the Antichrist? Wouldn't that be neat? Well, hope, faith and victory, I think we should try. I'm a warrior. I was born for this end time revival. My wife used to always say it, John, you were born for this day. Well, I was. I'm excited to defend the gospel, to defend absolute truth, to be an ambassador to Christ around the world. Not that I don't have to pray for myself. I have to pray for myself a lot. I have a lot of threats against me. I've got people right now threatening suits and everything else that we got to pray and, and defeat. But I was not born to run. I was not born to hide. I was not born to go be a little hermit somewhere. self-sir. I was born like a David. And so were you. Amen? We were born to defend our Lord, our Savior, our God. That's what this church named Beacon of Truth. Let it shine loud and clear. We were born to defend the gospel and absolute truth of Jesus. When he returns, he removes evil governments. He puts in righteous leaders. I hope I'm counted worthy maybe to be put in some position someday. Then I can hire Obama to carry out the garbage. I won't have to hire him. He'll be my slave. Maybe they'll let him out of his retaining cell long enough. Amen? Amen. We were born for this day. Now remember, joy is a choice. Remember, even through suffering, as they rejoiced, miracles happened, earthquakes happened. They were released from prison. Even Stephen. I believe I've read Fox's Book of Martyrs. So many of them didn't seem to feel pain because God rose up and it was God going through that again. God rose up in them. They saw Jesus. They had eternal life. They weren't afraid to death because we never die. We are eternal. We don't die. When you understand that principle, we don't die, you're very dangerous. Do you really understand it? Good. Are you going to be a strong warrior? I believe it. Are you going to be a strong warrior? Are you really going to be one? Are you really going to be one? Yes. You better be. <laughs> he'll be one. He'll be one. He'll be one. He'll be one. We are building strong warriors, strong men of God, strong women of God, strong Esthers. Amen? I got four daughters. I, I believe in women, too. God uses women. He uses men. He uses all of us. He uses children. We could give so many testimonies of children, their faith in God honoring and miracles coming, because many children, they just believe it. They don't doubt. I could give you so many testimonies if we had time of miracles through children. It's fantastic. I remember the first miracle I saw was, I was fairly young, but you know, I watched my dad. My dad was a minister and God used him in healing and stuff like this. And, And so my dad was grooming me and let me pray for somebody in a church and the guy's finger just popped straight out and I felt pretty good. But you know, I didn't doubt anything. I'm watching dad. People are getting healed. Hey, I can do this, you know, be healed. And God honored it. And the finger went straight. Are you hearing me? We can. Amen? We can pray for people. You girls can pray for people. God uses all of us. If we believe. And some children, they just believe it. God said it, I believe it. They believe in their parents. And so what the parents say, they believe. Let's look at this a little bit more. That I might know Him. We need to know Jesus as the center of our life. We need to know Him personally. We need to know Him deeply. Time with God is crucial. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I choose joy in all circumstances. I know who I believe, and I know the authority I have through Christ Jesus. As you know him deeply, as you know him personally, fear disseminates, and you can go through any battle knowing that you can be victorious, and you wait on him for direction. That I might know him personally, I might know him deeply, I might know him experimentally. You have the experience. Paul says that I might know him. And Paul wanted to know him in his suffering. Not too many people want to know him that way. You know, Peter wanted to be crucified upside down. Saying, I'm not worthy to die as Jesus. And that was a level of relationship that a lot of people don't have. We want to try to escape suffering. They were willing to suffer! Not only that, they counted it. God's counting me worthy to suffer. I am willing to do it. I mean, what an attitude. It's an attitude, I hope, if I face death. Now, Daniel 1.8, I have purposed already in my heart that I'm not going to deny my God. Daniel purposed in his heart before any problems ever came. He had weighed the cost. He purposed in his heart. When they made the law against worshiping God, he opened it and worshiped him anyway. He knew the penalty was in the lion's den, but he had purposed in his heart. We need to purpose in our heart. No matter what comes, we are going to not deny our God. This is your time, Titus. You have purpose now in your heart for the future, haven't you? You have made a purpose. You have purposed in your heart. Carry this battle. I have purposed in my heart. I want no regrets when I stand before the Lord. If I know I'm dying, I want no regrets. I used my time wisely, I was faithful, I represented the Lord, I want no regrets. And that's where we are, we can do that, we can say from now on, I am purposing in my heart, I want no regrets anymore. There will be no more regrets, I'm going to serve God faithfully, and when that day comes I will not be ashamed to stand before the Lord wishing I had more time. Some people wish they had more time, and they don't have more time. And they have a lot of regrets. A lot of people have a lot of regrets at the end. I don't want regrets. I'll tell you, Pastor, I don't want regrets. I have purposed in my heart. I'm going harder than ever before. And I am right now. God has still given me my health and my strength, and I'm going hard. I have purposed in my heart. I have count the cost. And I want eternal rewards. I want God to be pleased with me. I don't want to lay there and saying, I wish I would have done things different. I wish I would not wasted my time. Whatever we've done in the past, repent, put it under the blood. Like Pastor said, repent quickly, forgive, move on, move in joy. You don't allow the devil to condemn you for your past, it's over. But from now till the end, we can purpose in our heart, we're going to please God, we're going to serve God, amen? amen. We can purpose in our heart, we're going to know God, that I might know Him. Deeply Paul says dunamis he knew him deeply so the God in him the Holy Spirit Pentecost released energy released energy Paul was full of the Holy Ghost that's where his style came out of him it was the Holy Ghost it was that release power of God that's why he was so determined that's why he could boast in the Lord he wasn't bragging he was using it as an example I want you to be willing to suffer for God too. Not that we want to love suffering, but we should be willing if we're asked to. That's what Paul was saying. But it was that doomless power, that knowing God that motivated him. It was that counting the cost. It was making that decision like Daniel 1.8, purposing in his heart, he's going to please God. He had persecuted the church. His eyes were open. He saw the reality. Now, he says, for the rest of my life, I'm going to please God. I'm going to know him. I'm going to serve him. I have purposed in my heart to make my last years count, Paul said done a lot of terrible things to the church. But man, once he repented and he purposed in his heart, I'll tell you what, Paul was a dynamic Christian. He used to be my favorite book to preach out of or the, the books he wrote because, man, that guy was a warrior. And I liked that. I liked his determination. I liked his style. I liked his willingness to suffer if God asked him to. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want to suffer, but I'm saying I want to be willing to suffer. There's a difference, amen? We want to be willing to if that's what it takes. Instead of denying our God, we want to be willing to be criticized or arrested. But I will not deny Him. I pray for myself when I go in Parliament. I don't know what will happen to me in some of these countries. I don't know what will happen to me in America sometimes. You know, the other side has rage against us nowadays. But a man, I lay hands on myself, I purpose in my heart. When I'm done, I know I want God pleased with me. i had done my best, and I didn't misrepresent Him, and I shared what He said. And then I'm happy, I sit down, or I go out. And I sleep good that night, that God is pleased with me. But I don't like it if I did not represent Him well. And that's not a good sleep. I want God pleased with me. I choose to please God, not people. I have a blog. One of the blogs says, I choose to please God, not people. I choose to please God. Now, I choose to love people, but I have to please my God. Sometimes loving people, you don't please them because they might not like our choices. But I choose to be accepted by God. When we know God, then the gift clusters, the Holy Spirit starts to manifest through our life. Not only the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, you know, joy, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, self-control, but the power gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, words of wisdom, Words of knowledge, visions and dreams, manifestations, the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, tongues and their interpretations thereof. The power gifts, as we know Him, it all develops. We need to covet the good things. That Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, is so important for our effectiveness to live the Christian life. See, Jeff, you are so determined as a fisherman and a hunter And I hope the same determination as a man of God. Amen? I love you. I've always liked you. Like I said, I watched him today. I said, man, this guy knows how to fish. I knew he knew how to hunt because I watched some of the pictures. But man, I want that same passion in serving God. And maybe you got it. But we all need to have that same downright passion to serve God. and No matter what we do. Amen? That passion to be effective wherever we are. That passion. You will lead people and affect people that I will not. You'll be in places I will not. Wherever God's called you to be, just be passionate about pleasing God in that place. And that's what brings revival in a community. You'll be places Pastor Reuben will not. He'll be places you're not. We're not all called to the same assignment. But we are called to be passionate about our God. We're all called to serve Him faithfully. And I believe Daniel 1.8 eight. All of us need to purpose in our heart. When we know Him, then we know ourselves. Then we can build a healthy family. When you know God deeply and personally, that's the best thing you can do for your family. A woman that wants to marry a man, does the man know God deeply? Does he want to know God deeply? Does he desire to know God? Very important. If you're looking at a man and you don't see that he is serious about God, Look the other way. Just look the other way. He's not worth your attention. Can I say that, fathers? Amen? My daughters, man, I wanted them to look at a man that loved God and was very seriously, passionately in relationship with God. Then I knew, hey, this man can take care of my daughter, can love her, can support her. Because if you're passionate about God, you're not a lazy bum. You know how to work. You know how to tend the garden. You know how to cultivate. You know how to walk with Jesus. Catch fish. You can build a happy family when you know God. You can stand before God for the people. When you know God personally, passionately, you can stand before God for your family. You can intercede properly with conviction. When you know God, you can stand before God's people. How can you stand before God's people if you don't know God? People do it all the time. They say some dead little sermonette, but they don't know God. Who is interesting to listen to? People that passionately know God. Amen? There's life in their message. There's life there. There's the life of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. It's life. It's dunamis. It's a logos come alive. When we know God, we can be His representative. We can be His prophet. Again, we can build a healthy family. We can say, please forgive me, I'm wrong. When you know God, you can admit when you make a mistake. You know, the saddest thing is Your pride stops you from saying, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Very sad. Quick to forgive, quick to repent, not only to God, but to each other, keeps relationships strong. I said I'm sorry to my wife a lot. I was a man. I wasn't perfect. So I said it more in the beginning. I was even less perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay if women laugh. We aren't perfect men. Women aren't perfect either. It's good to say sorry to each other when we need to right? When we know God, we can do that. I never wanted a problem when I went to bed. I wanted no problem, nothing ever interfering with that relationship. I wanted it over because God doesn't like a breach in relationship and it would bother me. Now, I don't want a breach in relationship with anybody, especially my wife. When we know God, we can equip the saints for the work of the ministry. When we know God, we can help the hurting into wholeness. When we know God, We can realize every believer has a work to do if you're a leader. My job to equip the saints is to help them find and do their gifting and their job. I'm supposed to help the people grow into the image of God and serve God. Know their giftings. Enhance their giftings. Just like a fisherman enhances his skill. Or a hunter. You know, a good hunter who always gets his deer or something, a turkey, elk, It's not by fluke. He knows when you hunt them at morning and night. He knows that at night they come down in the valleys. He knows in the morning they go back up in the higher hills. He knows the places they feed. He knows where he can ambush them. There's a skill to it if you're successful, isn't there? Yeah. I haven't hunted since 85, but I used to get it every single time. had about 12 deer and hunted elk once. Got it, first day. But I studied my quarry. If I was going to be a good fisherman after today, I know I got to study a lot. Man, just listening to Daniel and Jeff just rattle off everything. Impressive, huh? But see, that's what I would do if I was a serious fisherman. Believe me, I would learn. To know God, we want to help the herding into wholeness. When we know God, we go and heal the sick. When we know God, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. To know God, we present the kingdom attractively. Attractively. I like to present it so even the children like it and enjoy it and no fear because we know God is there and nobody can touch us unless God allows it. And angels are around us and we don't have to be afraid. Angels are with us right now. And you don't have to be afraid. I got a giant angel there. OK, nobody's going to touch us. When I go into places and nations of seriously, I remind myself, OK, you got a giant angel. I even saw him once. You're okay, John. Yes, you remember the promises of God in the word of God as well as the victories you've had. I quote the promises of God all the time. I look back at previous victories. God's not going to fail me now. We don't have to be afraid. I'm eternal. I don't die. God is in me. The angels are around me. His blood is over me. I'm going to have a tremendous reward. Maybe, who knows, if we're faithful, He's going to give us responsibility when He returns. We are going to have responsibility. We're not just on a silly little cloud strumming a harp. What a boring life. We're going to have responsibility to rule and reign over the world for a thousand years. Who knows? We might be a governor somewhere. It would be nice to be in Jerusalem somewhere with Jesus Himself. (laughs) Amen. Wherever it is, I'll be faithful. I'm enjoying serving Him on earth right now. I go to Korea next month. In about two weeks, I'll be in Korea. I'm going to enjoy representing him in Korea. My message the only hope for Korea is the church. That's what I'm going to preach. Donald Trump is not going to save Korea. I'm going to preach the only hope for Korea is the church. And the God in you, the Holy Spirit, can make it happen. He has that power through you. And he'll lead you. You can bring peace to this nation. We can see miracles today. So if we know God, we present the kingdom attractively. We engage the culture. We become indispensable to our city. We can become valuable where this community knows beacon of truth for its good works. We keep a global vision, a global vision. You're always going on mission trips. He's going on a mission trip here to India at the end of November. If we know God, we keep a global vision because our God is the God of the world and the Bride of Christ around the world. We keep a global vision. We're a New Testament church. We're a missions church. John 3.16, God so loved the world. Matthew 28.18, go and preach to every creature. To know God passionately, we avoid fads. We don't get caught in stupidity. Amen? We don't have to get caught up in stupidity. We're solid as a rock. Stay centered in biblical revelation. Walk in the Word. In wisdom, in power. I wrote something in my Bible. Stay steady as the rock. Anointed and powerful as the apostles. Dedicated and committed as the prophets. Determined never to compromise as the martyrs. See, this is what I want to do. Steady as the rock. I want to be steady as the rock. The sure foundation. Jesus Christ. Anointed and powerful as the apostles. Powerful men in God that shook the world. Twelve shook the world. We're shaking the nations. Dedicated and committed as the prophets. I have purpose in my heart, whatever happens. I want to live the rest of my life with no regrets. Whatever happens, whatever the cost, I don't want to fail God. I don't want to compromise. And I determined never to compromise as the martyrs. I'm not begging to be one, but I'm not running away from it either. I'm not running away. I've sat in cells. I've been persecuted. I've been threatened. I've got threats right now against me. I am determined never to compromise. I'm not going to run. I'm running to the battle, not away. I'm going to pick up Goliath's sword and cut his head off. We're going to root the enemy and let the church rise up in faith like the armies of Saul and take territories and nations. Amen?
0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Shannon? Dr. Hanson, this was a powerful message today. Inspired me today. And I know that it looks bad out there. But God, and I love what you said tonight, I choose to please God, not people. We cannot go wrong if we will obey the Lord and occupy till he takes us home or he comes back, whichever comes first. Our job is not done. It's an honor to serve the Lord. We serve at his pleasure. You know, I am encouraged, Dr. Hanson and World Ministries and everybody tuning in out there by the word it says, my people shall do exploits. I want to be one of those people. Amen. There is still a harvest to bring in out here. Praise God. Folks, to make it endure to the end, you're going to need to be encouraging yourself in the word in messages like you heard tonight. Again, I will testify that Dr. Hansen and World Ministries International have done that to me. They have encouraged me every time I hear a message to keep on going, not quit. And I love what you said. The angel of the Lord, you saw him and he's there with you in your services when you go on the road. One angel killed 180,000 enemies of Israel. It was just Gideon and his 300. I've been reading this week in the book of Samuel. You know, one angel killed 70,000 men in another story. These angels, folks, are hardcore. And it says, if we obey the Lord and fear him, even the angel of the Lord would cap about us to deliver us. So don't ever think you're alone. Jesus, of course, said, I'll never leave and forsake you. But we've got a job to do and it's time to represent and continue to let our lives reflect the Lord Jesus Christ to be salt and light to a dying world win as many as we can for Jesus. Dr. Hansen, thank you again for letting us be a part of this. I want you to tell people how they can partner with World Ministries International, how they can support your work. And I know that for many, there has been a shortfall this year in 2022. Where can people help you? How can they give to support your work?
1: Okay. I'll get there because we certainly need it, but you focused, you mentioned angels a few times and the reality is they're very, very real I've had them in my meetings all over the world. In Cayman Islands, they saw 15 angels. I was in the dead center, seven horizontally, seven vertically, and then a giant angel. And I've seen my giant angel in my house And when I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I knew he was my giant angel because he went right through my ceiling. I only saw him from the chest down. I'll tell you, I've had people drive on my property and have seen him and afraid to come to my conference room. We need to understand angels are real. Angels are there. Angels are on assignment. And I could tell you stories of angels for an entire program, even leading me from one country to another country, right to the very home. Angels are real. So be encouraged. Angels are real and angels are with us. Again, my telephone number is 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. You can telephone and give that way. Operators will take your information. You can go to www.worldministries.org www.worldministries.org Once again, worldministries.org You can give online, PayPal, etc. You can send a check. Address it to WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Again, write on the check, WMI. Then send it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277 Stanwood, Washington 98292. Once again, World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277 Stanwood, Washington 98292. We really do need your help. We've had several mass media, you know, radio computers, etc., fail, and money has come in. We still owe about $1,500 there. We owe about 13000 on the ministry vehicle to spread Eagle Saving Nations, to get into stadiums, to have another Great Awakening. And we were $69,000 short on paying our bills this year. We really could use some help. So if you're out there, the Holy Spirit speaks to you, please be faithful, and you'll encourage us to as we continue to do everything we can. Shannon?
0: Dr. Hanson, as we're going into the weekend, would you close us in prayer? And I just want to say again, what an honor to be here with you all every week. Oh, and don't forget, folks, if you have a Roku, get on there and search for World Ministries International, download the WMI app, and you can also tune into some great broadcasts that they're uploading right there to the WMI channel on Roku. Dr. Hansen, back to you. Amen.
1: And you can go to our website and see all of our channels and the ways to listen and watch. You can do it right off our website, Rumble and YouTube and others. So I'll tell you, we're on 40 different podcasts, so check us out and you'll be encouraged. Father God, thank you so much for this time. I thank you so much for Shannon Davis, dear God. I thank you for my friend and what he's meant to me. So I just pray blessings on him, blessings on all of us, every listener right now, blessings on them. Those that are supporting World Ministries International or will even support tonight and Omega Man, Bless them, dear God. Encourage them. Bless all of our partners, dear God. Keep them safe. Encourage them. And increase their sustenance, dear God. Prosper them in every way. So that they in turn can support your gospel. And we can continue to sound the alarm as hard as we can. We know as the enemies are trying to close down our freedoms. Trying to censor us. We know what's about to happen. Let us go forth and conquer Every single day we have freedom. Again, give us all now a good weekend and again a great week and closing out this year victorious. We say it all in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Love you all very much. We'll see you all next time. Thank you. God bless you.